This episode is brought to you by Broad Street Publishing. He's just really encouraging us and cheering us on because he wants us to make a difference. He wants us to share this message of being bold and stepping out in your faith. Author, director, producer, and actress Sherry Rigby joins us on this episode. Put your faith to work. This is the Bold Idea Podcast with ideas, interviews, and inspiration to bring your bold ideas to life. Here are your hosts, Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Well, welcome to the Bold Idea Podcast. This is Larry Gates. And Armin Asadi. We are here to bring you another episode to encourage you to put your faith to work and trust God for that next thing that you're going to do in your life, the way in which you might find his power at work in you to bring about good things and Boy, have we got a rock star guest today. That's right. She's not actually a rock star, but she's <laughs> well, definitely book, a she movie is. star. <laughs> she's a writer, she's a director, a producer, an actress, and I would like to add motivational speaker to the end of that after speaking to her. This woman is raw, real, honest, and in your face in the most loving, caring, and motivational way. I think anyone listening to this is actually going to be inspired. Yeah, I think so too. Sherry Rigby joins us today, and she is an actress in a number of films, including Not Today, October Baby, Boonville Redemption, Wildflower, and in September 2017, her movie coming out, Extraordinary, and in spring of 28, The Journalist is coming out. She was a former model representing Mercedes-Benz, Suzuki, and a number of other national and international brands. And she has a biography called Beautifully Flawed. What a great title for a biography. Yeah, right? Beautifully Flawed, that was written with Claire Eureta Lee. And that is being put to film even as we speak. And Sherry is the founder of Women in My World, a women's group focusing on identity, purpose, and ministry in Hollywood. So welcome to the program, Sherry Rigby. Ah, thank you for having me. Uh, so good to have you. And, you know, I was looking at your website the other day and... It describes you or your passion as telling stories that move, inspire, and move people into action. And, boy, I couldn't think of a better tee-up for the Bold Idea podcast because we want to put faith to action. It sounds just like that's what you're describing. <laughs> well, absolutely. I think that's exactly what we're called to. And I think that that's what's incredible about our life stories, because that's actually what happens. If we're able to speak about what God is doing in our lives and just to see how incredible each and every life is, we get to tell those stories and inspire somebody. Somebody will relate. Somebody will catch that vision and maybe incorporate it into their own life. And so that's what I think the power of story is. Yeah, now that's been evident in your own life, in your own journey. Is that the inspiration, all the stuff that you've gone through, is that the inspiration for trying to inspire people to tell their stories? Yeah, it, it really is. I, I think years and years ago in my life, I didn't really realize that everything was going to work for good. And, you know, now that I can actually take a step and and look back, I can see all of the incredible things that God was doing in my life and how he was going to take even, you know, the deepest, darkest secrets of mine, things that so often, you know, we would feel so ashamed of, and he was going to use them for his glory. And so really, that's what it has been about. And the moment that I said yes to telling my story and the story of God really intervening and showing his grace and mercy on my life was just the, the moment that the floodgates opened for me and being a storyteller and sharing that that is that's really the essence of where it all began several years ago actually and i think it was so much 
it was really released for me during the time of October Baby. When I did the movie October Baby, that was really the first stepping into saying yes to revealing some pretty dark secrets and allowing them to propel me forward. Yeah, so I want to explore that because you talk about your life and your biography, Beautifully Mm -hmm. Flawed, and that's getting set to be put on the screen as well. For our listeners that don't know about your story, tell us, who are you? What's happened? Well, yeah, I'll tell you what, I, you know, who am I? I? I think that so often is the biggest question, right? Who are we? And, you know, I, I'm a woman that has come through a lot of stuff and am just really thankful for the story that I have and that God continuously keeps building on. And so, you know, it started off years ago. I was a little girl you know, born in Cooperstown, North Dakota, and grew up watching movies and in a little tiny town that I just absolutely loved. And I fell in love with the movie theater at that time. And and God had actually set a dream and a passion in my heart so many years ago. And and so that was something that, you know, I took away as a little girl going into then into my teen years, you know, always still loved that living in that movie world and music and you name it. But I ended up going down a little bit of a different path. Mm-hmm. And before I knew it, there were just things that were going on in my life that were really destructive. I was, you know, smoking and drinking and I was literally finding love in all the wrong places. And and by the time that I was 13 years old, I had already lost my virginity and things were just spiraling out of control. And so, you know, by the time I was in my mid-teens, I was married and I was a teenage mom and, and life wow. looked pretty bleak, especially to a lot of those around me. They thought that I was never going to do anything with my life and hmm. and I had pretty much made some awful choices and and this is now where I was going to remain. But you know the 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 amazing thing is is that I I realized that at a very young age that I was a fighter and that I never ever took no for an answer and when people would say, you know, you're never going to amount to anything or you're never going to go any further, I always realized in that moment, no, 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 the moment you say no to me is the moment that you've actually just given me a springboard to say yes. (laughs) And so that's kind of what propelled me for so long. And then, you know, as time went on, drugs and alcohol again crept into my life. And, and then I remember in a very dark place, calling out to God and saying, you know, if you really are there and you, and you really are real, I need you. And that was really a moment for me in my life that he revealed himself and he started to turn my life around. How old were you then? At that point in time, I was, gosh, I was about 18, 19 years old. And, um, you know, it, it it definitely wasn't the moment of everything completely turned. I think that's always the funny thing, right? People mm-hmm. always go, oh, gosh, you know, it's the moment you call on God. Everything becomes, you know, roses. And, and it's not like that. He had a lot of work to do in my life. And so he continued to carry me through. And I had a lot more ups and downs until finally I rededicated my life to Christ when I was 25 years old. So... You know, there's so much to my story, but really, you know, he's continuously kept growing me and 
and providing for me in a way that I could never, ever, ever imagined. And he's literally, that's what beautifully flawed is, is really finding the radiance and the imperfections of our lives is because we are so beautiful and we are flawed, but because of him as a savior, he takes all of that and all of those things from our past and and turns them to beautiful. So that's really a part of my story. And it's what's propelled me to the here and now. Sorry, can we go back to that part when you're 25 and you rededicated your life to Christ? It seems uh, <laughs> seems like a significant moment there. How, how did you yeah. get to that point where you decided, all right, I want to give my life back to God? Yeah, that's such a great question. You know, God and I always kind of have these moments together. And I will tell you, it's always like in the bathroom. And it's always these moments where I'm on my knees. I don't have any other place to turn. And I was in a situation, again, where I felt like the entire world was caving in on me. I'd gone through another bad relationship breakup and some, you know, tragedy from my past, from the the man that I had been married to. He had ended up committing a murder. And so I was going through a lot of things at that point in time and had met a young man by the name of Matthew And here he was, this Christian guy, and he was just, he was everything good. And I literally was on my knees again in the bathroom, crying out to God and saying, you know, it can nobody love me. I mean, I've literally like everything I feel so destructive and bad relationship after bad relationship. And, and then all of a sudden it was like, God literally had given me a dream. The next thing I know, I'm here, Matthew is in my life. And he was the first guy that had entered my life and said, hey, I'd love to invite you to go to church with me. And this was, you know, a few months after we had become friends. And it it was a moment for me that I was like, do you you have any idea who you're asking to go to church with you? (laughs) And he said, yeah, I absolutely do. And I ended up going to a Calvary chapel in Phoenix, Arizona. That was, is Pastor Mark Martin. And it just chokes me up every time I think about it. Mm. He walked out on stage and he started sharing the message of grace and the gospel. Mm. And I just knew at that very moment is when I needed to, to know who Jesus was. I was like, I need to know who this man is. I need to know who you're sharing about. And so that was the moment that I rededicated my life to Christ. Wow. And you don't have to answer this question if we're going down a track you don't want to go. So feel free. We can redirect. But I'm kind of curious. What was your relationship like with your father? You know, my father, he's a, he's a great man. He's a silent warrior. And I say that as, you know, he served in the 101st Airborne. And then he is also a police officer. And he provided for us as the best that he could, but very quiet. And, you know, I think that by the time I was maybe, I want to say I was probably in my early thirties before I actually can recall hearing my father tell me that he loved me. Wow. Yeah. And I, I knew that he did through him showing me, you know, he took care of us, but, but really to hear that. And, and, and so, yeah, it was, it definitely, I'm sure had a lot of influence on the way that I was searching for love in all the wrong places. During all this time of 
uncertainty in your life and probably a lot of self-shaming that was going on, I'm guessing. Was there someone there that was kind of reminding you of who you are and helping you kind of have that inner resolve? No, you know what? I, I wish I could say yes. I think that really the ones that were around me at that time were my girlfriends that I had and and I still have to this day. We were all pretty dysfunctional, you know, but we, we were still there for one another. My mother did the best I think that she could at that time. She was going through a lot emotionally herself. But no, I, I really didn't have anybody that stepped in and encouraged me. In fact, it was quite the opposite at that time, really, you know, especially becoming a teenage mom. You know, I, I can't believe how when I was in high school, my junior year is when I got pregnant and, and right after they found out that I was pregnant, they actually asked me to leave the high school wow. and go to a school that was for pregnant girls. Mm. And I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. right? I, That's because you don't see the pregnant girls in high school. I was shipped <laughs> off to it. And really, that was the moment that I met a woman there that she had a classroom of about 20 girls that were all pregnant, juniors and seniors in high school. And she was really the only one that would sit there with us day in and day out and encourage us to continue to be the best that we could be and to finish and graduate from high school. And she was the one that would constantly speak truth over us. And I didn't really know that at the time, but she was the one that really was the only one that continued to encourage. And I actually had my baby and had a month out before I was graduating from high school and actually had asked the school that, that I had gone to to say, could you please let me come back and at least graduate with my class? And they finally agreed to that. So I finally got to graduate with my high school that I started with. So, you know, she was probably that person. Well, if you could go back and somehow time travel and visit yourself at that age after dealing with that much rejection, what would you say to yourself? Uh, keep going. Mm. Keep going. There is more. You know, keep going, never give up. I think that uh, there's so many times I look back and I think, what would it be like if I could go back and change that? Or if I could go back and have somebody else that would have influenced my life greater? Or maybe I wouldn't have made those choices. But really, yeah, there's days that happens. But but really, the overall look upon my life that I can take from it is that I know that because of what I went through and because of the journey that I've taken, I can literally speak into lives all around me and I can share a message of hope with young women and young men, but primarily I think young women or women that have gone through the same thing and still feel shame and guilt to say, Keep going. You have purpose. You have beauty. God has given you a life that that no one else, you are unique to that life. And you can take all of those things that have happened in your life, and just by knowing our Savior, you can turn those things around and use them to equip and inspire others that you will encounter on your journey. And because you encounter them, you have no idea what your influence might do in their lives, that they may make better choices. And so, no, I, I, I would just say keep going. Mm. So when you think about all the work 
that you're doing right now and the films and the writing and everything, mm-hmm. who, who is it that you have in your mind that you want to speak into? Who, who comes to mind for you? Paint the, the portrait of that person. Well, I think every time, you know, when I, when I think about the stories that I want to tell or who do I want to reach, who do I want to speak into every single time God has said, it's about my broken women, your story, your voice is to speak into my broken women. Mm-hmm. And that, that, that goes all the way back to me coming to Hollywood in 2009. You know, I thought that I was coming here to be a star like all of us do that come to Hollywood, <laughs> fame and fortune and red carpets. But the reality was, is very quickly did I realize that God had placed me in an acting class in 2009. And before I knew it, he kept speaking to me about his broken women. And the next thing I knew, I had started a women's group in my home and he called me to to start this women's group to ask women to come into my home and to pray and uh, pray and praise him for what he was doing in their lives and and these broken women were women that I was then able to start filling and inspiring and sharing my story with and that story of keep going never give up. And I could speak life into their lives here. And so every single time, Larry, every single time that I walk away just a little bit from that, God reminds me very quickly, I have given you your story and your platform to, to share my with my broken women and to share the story of hope and inspiration and courage and never give up, never give in. And, and so that's who my stories are for. Every story that I tell, every story that I act in or every story that I write or that I'm behind the camera in is to influence God's women Mm. to say yes to their stories and to know that they have been beautifully and uniquely created by a savior that loves them. And it sounds to me like the more you put together the pieces and help these broken women, the more those pieces come into place for you as well. Absolutely. It's so incredible to me that we, I think there's so many times we get to this place and we're like, oh, I've got it all figured out. Oh, this is exactly what God wants me to do. And then the next thing you know, he's like, oh, 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 wait a minute. No, 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 you don't have it all figured out. But let let me show you where your focus is so that I can continue to grow you and build you and give you more wisdom to tell even better stories, to equip you even more. And that's what he keeps doing in my life. What's your What's your dream? I mean, if you were omnipotent, right, you could play God for a minute and just make whatever <laughs> happen happen. I mean, we all want that anyway, right? But if you could just dream about a future for these women or for yourself and your ministry or and and even the the things that you would want to do in your life, what's your what's your dream there? My dream, my dream. Oh, that's such a great question. It's a big, bold dream because I. I love big. I love big dreams. And the dream that God has given me is to run a studio, to continuously tell just incredible stories of transformation, redemption, restoration, and preparation in in women's lives primarily, to show these bold, incredible stories, whether it be on television, film, via books, you name it, providing speakers, and then really to take all of those stories under this umbrella of a studio and then to take the women that I encounter day in and day out, the women in my world, all around the world, 
that I can actually mentor, grow them and guide them and bring them up to equip them to do the same thing, whether it's in the entertainment industry, if they are so passionate about ministry or whether it be whatever work field God has called them to, but be able to equip them to be in those situations to be the best that they can, not only to be storytellers, but to also then in turn to help another's light to shine and mentoring and growing up the next generation. That's my dream. Wow, you gave me chills, and that sounds like a really cool, bold idea. <laughs> yeah, it is. What's, when's it going to happen? What do you need to do to make that happen? You know what? It is already happening. I'll tell I you don't what, doubt it. <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited to see what God is doing. He literally, you know, people always, they'll sit down with me and I've got, you know, one of my agents and different people, they'll, they'll sit down with me at first and they'll go, okay, let's focus on this one project, Sherry. Let's just focus in on speaking or let's just focus in on writing this one book. And it's like, no, 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 no. You see, God is so big. He brings us into where he's calling us and then he equips us. And so what I love is he's literally... He's brought me in to, to speak in front of thousands. He's equipped me to write books and to tell stories. He's now put me in the director's seat to direct, you know, television. And we're getting ready to now direct beautiful. I'm going to be directing Beautifully Flawed. And, mm. you know, he's he's given me every opportunity. And so now I'm also working with a group that we're going to take books and bring them into series and into film. And so all levels, I mean, it's happening. And and before I know it, I'm believing that God is going to give me a studio that I can actually run and make sure that those stories are being told to the best of our ability and then equipping the next generation to do that. I'm I'm wow. a, I'm there. <laughs> You're in I'm, my I'm, vision with me. Almost right? makes me want to be a woman. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's our calling on our life, right? And and it's always funny because I always go, oh gosh, you know, I have to preface this with I am not a feminist. I love men, and they are so part of the circle, and they are so part of that. But I know as a woman of God that God has called me to bring up His women and to mentor and grow up those women and to be encouraging to them. And I think we've lost a lot of that. I I think even being here in Hollywood, I'll tell you, I mean, I've been in Hollywood for eight years now. I've been working in the industry for about 10. And I've literally, I can count on one hand, the women that have actually come and sat down with me and had lunch with me or spoken to me, almost like they're mentoring me and speaking into me. But I've literally only had two out of those five in all of those years that have said to me, let me help you. Wow. That's it. Wow. This is the Bold Idea Podcast. Hi, I'm Brian Simmons. I'm the lead translator for the Passion Translation. As a missionary and linguist, it's been my privilege to handle the Word of God in the original manuscripts, and I'm delighted to bring it to you now from the Aramaic, Greek, and Hebrew text in a passionate, emotive, powerful format that will bring life to your reading of the Word of God. Download a free copy of the Book of John at thepassiontranslation.com. Yeah, it was that, that was a question I was going to ask you. You know, you, you had no positive voice or very few positive voices growing up as a kid through 
age 25 when you rededicated your life and now you're in this Hollywood setting. I was wondering if the situation's changed. doesn't sound like it has changed much. It hasn't changed much. And, you know, to be really honest with you, I have my days that I literally lay on the floor and I'm bawling and I'm going, how come there is nobody to grow me up into this or to invite me to come shadow them on set as a woman director or producer or whatever that looks like. But the fact of the matter is, is God keeps reminding me that I've already equipped you and brought you to this point and Mm -hmm. I will continue to do that. And so that's what I'm believing and that's what I walk into. And every time that, you know, I walk into a territory that I, I'm not familiar with. God has anointed me and I'm believing, I'm believing that there will be women eventually that will come into my path. I can tell you right now, two of the women, one Kathleen cook, incredible woman of God here in Hollywood. And she speaks into women all the time. Mm -hmm. And another one, Cheryl J. Anderson, she's a writer and producer, you know, two women that have literally come alongside and said, what can I do for you? How can I help you? How can I pray over you and guide you? The only other thing I would add to that is that, you know, unfortunately, because of the situation in the industry here in Hollywood, you know, we only have about 2% of women that are realistically in, in my field. And I'm not talking about actresses, but I'm talking about directors, producers, Mm -hmm. writers, Mm -hmm. cinematographers, sound mixers, things like that. There's only about a 2% ratio right now. And so when you take those amount, when you look at that and you say, well, gosh, you know, if there's only 2%, there's not very many to actually bring me in under the fold of them anyway, right? Yeah, right. And that's what we're hoping to really change. Mm. And, and that's one of my goals is to bring women in, educate them, and inspire them to be in these all of these different types of jobs across the board in the entertainment industry, and then for them in turn to do the same thing with that next generation. So that's my hope. Yeah, and that's a bold idea. I just want, I just want to say it again. This is the third time I will have said that. <laughs> well worth it. It is a bold idea, but isn't what? that the best kind of idea? It, to oh, have? totally, totally. But but let me ask you this, because all of us, I think, get to these ideas that we think, well, that's even, I like to think big, but that's maybe scary big, right? And that's kind of what this feels like. What scares you about it? Where do you find yourself wondering? Oh, that's a great question. I think that there are times that I I love. I was listening to Patty Jenkins recently, and she was speaking about you know her taking on the role as a director for Wonder Woman, right? And she said, I felt like this was a story I was supposed to tell. And I had it, you know, right from the beginning of this was exactly the kind of story I wanted to tell. But the moment that they said yes, and we were into it, and here we here we go, was the minute that I, I had to stand in this position of being this woman. And I had to stand there and go, I've got to do the best to my ability that I can, because if it fails... What is that going to look like? Yeah, you're not just representing yourself. You're representing your gender. Is that what she's saying? I think so. I think it was not only a gender, but not just the gender, but really the overall essence of being a professional, Mm. being equipped and being an incredible storyteller, whether male or female. So that's what I think I get scared. There's sometimes I look at it and I go, wow, you know, this vision is so big and I don't know how I'm going to tackle this. Because if I fail, then what's that going to look like for me as a woman, as a storyteller, as a professional? 
And I have those days, believe me, I go, you know what, I could, I'm so good with being a housewife and I've got, you know, my son in the last year of high school. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to give this all up right now. I'm good. I don't need to do this. You got a lot of reasons just to stay put, right? (laughs) That's right. And all of a sudden God goes, oh, but Sherry, that's not, that's not all that I have for you. Of course, that's my focal that, you know, you want that for your life and but man, I got, I've got something for you that you've got to serve my kingdom. And so just walk with me boldly. Allow me to equip you so that you can serve my kingdom and I will not fail you. And even if that means that it's only for the audience of one, then that's all that matters because you've said yes to me. And that's what I stand on. Mm. This idea of perseverance is really borne out in your life, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent perseverance It's really what has equipped me every single day, and I can absolutely look back on my life to say that's what's been birthed out of it. Out of all of the trials, tribulations, and tragedies, it's it's perseverance that has come and will continuously see me through through my life. Now, Armin and I have that same kind of attribute, being entrepreneurs that we are. But sometimes we find that we can get so stubborn about persevering that it becomes obstinance. (laughs) And uh, so have you seen that in your own life or maybe some ideas come up, something you really want to pursue and, and you find that you've moved from perseverance into obstinance? Yeah, I really think that there are certain things. Absolutely. And I do. And I find myself though, when that happens, I have to really sit down and start praying over it because if I don't, I'm going, Hmm, is that because I want to do that? Or maybe I don't want to do that. Or am I supposed to do that? But yeah, I find myself the same in the same way. But I think when God has given us bold ideas and really is just really encouraging us and cheering us on because he wants us to make a difference. He wants us to share this message of being bold and stepping out in your faith. I think those are the kind of things that happen to us in our lives. So that's when we have to go, oh, wait a minute. Mm. what am I doing here? Is this, is this him? Is this me? Should I, should I not? But yeah. Is there someone that stood as an inspiration to you when you think about taking and continuing to take those bold steps? Oh, another great question. You know, there's a few people that have really stood out to me in my mind. One person that I, that I absolutely, every time I turn around and I look at him, it's my husband. Mm. I'll just say my husband, Matthew Mm. is, just an incredible inspiration to me. He is an entrepreneur and he, his heart is for the people that come in to work for him and continuing to grow his business so that he can provide more jobs and he can encourage and lift them up. He's a godly man. He puts his family and, you know, God first and then his career in the business second. And, and so he's always inspiring me to be better, to, persevere through things and to know that there are hard days, but there are yet really great days. And even some of the hardest days can be some of the best. And man, he just makes me, there's so many days and I'm going to say this. <laughs> he inspires me to say sorry more. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to make That's, him sound like this weakling. He's no, just like six two you, Viking Norwegian guy. <laughs> you've, just, you've just defined a good marriage. <laughs> <laughs> It is a good marriage. He is a great man. And he is just 
if you know that's something we always laugh about because I always think boy you've really like influenced my life to say sorry more and he kind of looks at me and he goes I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing but I'm going to take that as a good (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome well Sherry where, where can our listeners learn more about you well, they can learn more about me at SherryRigby.com. That's my website, and it shows my directing and my acting. It's got news updates. We're getting ready to share all of my speaking engagements that are getting ready to come up. I go out and speak at pregnancy care and maternity homes, so they get to see a little bit of that as well. But I would say that's probably the best place, SherryRigby.com. Great. And what would one piece of advice that you give somebody considering their bold idea, what, what would you tell them? I would say probably with the bold idea, let's see, first of all, again, keep going, never give up. And that bold idea has come from God above. Be strong, be courageous, be bold, walk in it, and know that you were made for greatness. That's what I would say. Boom. Mic drop. End of interview. (laughs) (laughs) Sherry, that's that's such a great way to end this interview. And it's certainly reflected in the life journey that you've had. And it's an inspiration to me. I still have chills by your by your vision. You have got my brain ticking on that one. And I just really think it's exciting. But thanks for being on the Bold Idea podcast. Yeah, I really enjoyed you, Sherry. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And I'm excited to listen and share and Oh, yeah. Good thing. So blessings <laughs> to you both. And I will just keep praying over your ministry. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. All right. I mean, that was Sherry Rigby. I didn't expect that. I don't know why. Yeah. I, I think I listened to some interviews with her and she kind of seemed calm, cool, and mellow. And then she just became like Miss Motivational Speaker once you got into the vision side of things. So it was kind of oh, cool. I loved her vulnerability, yeah. you know, and I love that, you know, she just kind of got choked up again, reliving that that epic moment for her. Salvation moment, yeah. Yeah, that rededication time where she was, you know, it sounds like that was a very pivotal time for her to, you know, put her faith to work. That yeah. sounds like that was the point where she said, okay, <laughs> we're yeah. going to make a change for good here. That's right. She literally lives out this verse. I don't have it memorized, but I pulled it up. It's from Romans chapter five, verse three. It says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, Mm. perseverance, character and character, hope and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy spirit who has been given to us. Perfect. I think think that's like her life verse. Yeah. That's awesome. Do you know what I'm saying? Totally. I could see that. And the fact that it talks about sufferings, right? And it's the sufferings that lead to perseverance, perseverance to character. And I just think about her story and how much she's gone through since the very beginning of her teenage years to teenage pregnancy to rejection after rejection after rejection and all these turbulent times in her life. But she persevered through all of it. And now she's just this woman of character who's leading other women into the same place that she is now. I mean, she is literally living out a piece of the Bible and I love listening to that story. And you know, what's important about that is that when you're in the midst of all that rejection and pain and probably self-shaming, you don't know that's going to be the outcome. Right. You know, right. But staying through it and she had that dogged determination. And, you know, one of the takeaways I had just listening to her story is, you know, regardless of the voices that you have around you telling you, you can't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you stay the course, you'll find someone like her husband, Matthew, yeah. you know, who would come along and say, yeah, 
I'm here to support you in that. Because so in, in whatever bold idea God has given you, you may not have the voices of support around you today. Right. And there may be a lot of resistance to it. Absolutely. And yeah. there might be a lot of people saying, you ain't going to be able to do it. You don't have what it takes. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, and some people don't, you know, for whatever their idea is, yeah. they need to find a new idea. But the fact of the matter is you can find some people that will support and take you through that too. Yeah. You know, and, I can't and, agree more. Yeah. I mean, there, there, I, I don't think anyone pursuing a bold idea will ever have a scenario where there's going to be less naysayers and more believers. It's just not the case. I mean, I, I have yet to hear, and I don't mean to, I, I try to avoid too extreme of statements, but I've never in my life heard of anyone pursuing a bold idea that didn't have a vast majority of people around them telling them they couldn't. Yeah, right. We don't we don't suffer for lack of critics, right? Because yeah. I mean, there's always, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's always going to be more critics than there are supporters. Right. But it's the people you choose to continue to surround yourself with. And it's the voice that you choose to listen to yes. that either allows you to push through or stop and break up. Yes. Right. And yes. I, and I think that's the challenge which so many of us pursuing a bold idea kind of miss is when you get into the turbulence of pursuing something bold you you kind of start listening to that voice that tells you what you're not. Yeah. And you know, she's not the first guest we've had on the program that's talked about story and the importance of story and mm-hmm. listening to story and in fact, I think in some ways it's an element of many of our guests on the show that yeah. the life story that they've gone through becomes the ministry, the bold idea for them to engage in and her idea I think is just amazing to I have a studio dedicated to this. Mm-hmm. It would just be like I was just thinking that's really cool. Right. You know, and so it just makes me think about one of the ways we tap into our bold ideas to evaluate our story is mm-hmm. to say, you know, where are the points of pain and suffering that that we've gone through and who also can share in that 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 maybe it's less about me trying to lick my own wounds and me trying to heal someone else's right. because of the experience that I've had. That's so good. <laughs> I don't even know what to add to that. <laughs> Nailed it. I'll go back and lick my wounds. <laughs> there is a theme of people coming on and having this, not just appreciation, but an admiration for the power of story, so much so that they're dedicating their lives to it in a sense. If there's anything I've learned from people like Sherry Rigby or Stephen Kendrick or Phil Cook and all these people that we talk to that have this infatuation with the story is that they're they're very honest people. They don't hold back. They don't they don't put on masks. They don't pretend to be something that they're not. They don't hide their mistakes. They don't hide their sins. That's right. And they're not bragging about it either, but they're boasting in their weakness, right? And it's these moments where they boast in their weakness, where they allow God to be their strength. And it's something amazing happens each time where there's doors opened, opportunities coming, and there's just all these amazing things taking place that's allowing them not to just have impact in their community or impact in their own lives, but they're making kingdom impact. I mean, that's some real stuff right there. And it all starts out with, someone understanding the power of authenticity, the power of honesty, and just knowing that God is not going to reject you just because you screwed up. He's going to actually use that exact same thing to show you how much he loves you and loves the people around you. Yeah. And we talked about it in our last episode about the value of having self-awareness. Yeah. 
And that's, I think, a consistent theme, and clearly with Sherry as well, this idea of, of really knowing what's internal and, like you said, being authentic about it. Because right. you don't get a hold of your true story when you're trying to fabricate it right. into something that, that is not what it's supposed to be. And, we, of course, we live in a culture where, where a lot of things are fabricated for public consumption and, you know, Facebook posts and all the rest that we've talked about <laughs> before, but won't go into that. Right. But, you know, I think overarching this whole theme here with Sherry is this idea of perseverance, just as you had with that right. quote from the Bible. Right. Just that perseverance produces character and character produces hope and and it's clear that that's the the gift really that god gave sherry at a young age and it was it was perhaps a life preserver for her Mm -hmm. you know until that time where she could hear his voice and respond to that she had that dog-headed determination to just kind of keep keep on keeping on and it's the central message that she it sounds like the central message well clearly it was a central message you gave our listeners and it sounds like the central message that she gives to her audience as she speaks to tens of thousands of women every year pretty amazing it is pretty amazing i wish we would have got more time to get into her book but we didn't but for anyone listening who has not checked out her book please make sure to check it out. It's called Beautifully Flawed. She co-wrote it with Claire Eureta Lee. It's a book filled with all her stories and her background. There's going to be a screenplay coming out. It's a book that comes very highly recommended. And we just want to encourage you to check it out because it's going to be well worth the read, especially if it reads anything like she talks like. Mm -hmm. And you can get, if you want to read a first chapter of that book, you can text the word beautiful, B-E-A-U-T-I-F-U-L. I spell it out only because it's one word that I have a hard time spelling. Beautiful, <laughs> text beautiful to 54900 and you will get a chapter, the first chapter of that book, and you can check it out for yourself and then decide if that's a book you want to buy. I highly recommend that you do so though because you will get a lot from her book as well. Now we are going to have a link to her website as well as the information on how to get that first chapter at our show notes. So if you forget all that, just go to boldideapodcast.com slash two six. We'd love to have you leave a comment for us or leave a comment for Sherry there or call our show line at 612-568-IDEA, 612-568-4332. We're on social media at Bold Idea Podcast. Just follow us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google Plus, wherever you like, except Instagram, Pinterest, and (laughs) <laughs> Snapchat and, and a few other few dozen other social media things but but we'd love for you to sign up and get our show notes at boldideapodcast.com. You know, we do have a new blog that's come out and so every week we also get blog posts from our guests on our show so if something that a little piece of extra resource for you to inspire you in your bold idea. So, until next week, this is Larry Gates and Armin Asadi. Hey, we say so long and just go trust God and keep on keeping on. You've been listening to the Bold Idea Podcast. To get our show notes sent to your inbox, visit boldideapodcast.com.